0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unto Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Ince, and today I'm joined by Kara Imani to have a conversation about sisterhood. Kara is one of my best friends and is someone in my life who I know to be gifted with a bounty of emotional intelligence, wisdom, and an understanding of relationships. I'm incredibly excited to be recording this episode with her on sisterhood unto the Lord. So settle on in. This is the Unto Podcast. Hello, Kara. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. Do you want to share a little bit about who you are?
1: Yeah. So I am Kara. I am um, almost 24 years old. <laughs> uh still pretty fresh out of college. Um I'm really passionate about storytelling and relational activism. Mm. Um, I actually grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor, but I was, I've been like seriously rocking with God. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> For like five, I think five years now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously my relationship with God has influenced my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: as it tends to do. <laughs> As it tends to do. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing. So, let's jump right on into these questions because y'all, this is going to be a little bit loaded. So, if you haven't buckled up, I suggest you do it now. You're about to get blessed. Okay. So, question number one, I guess kind of laying down this ground basis, what is sisterhood defined to you?
1: That's a hard question because it is so loaded. I... Yeah. Honestly, when I think of sisterhood, only one word really comes to mind, which is intimacy. Mm. Um, and I really stress that word because I don't know if it's a, like a Western thing, but when we talk about intimate relationships, we only really talk about it in terms of romantic like interest. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but like sisterhood is a very, very intimate, very personal
0: thing very necessary thing um yeah it's yeah it goes deep (laughs) I guess my like question to bounce off of that would be like what is it do you feel like about sisterhood that is like one of the more intimate relationships rather than like just like other female friendships that you may bounce around like what is that like the finding line between sisterhood and just like oh that's like my friend like that intimacy commitment <laughs> oh <laughs> Ooh. that's talking to me y'all to give background the best friends that I have now are the people who knew how to commit to me when I couldn't Kara being one of them wow. The prime examples because <laughs> I was clocking out and she was like you know anyway let's have a conversation I'm like a conversation I'm done <laughs> and so that commitment and now we are sisters for L for lifers yeah.
1: I think one of the things that was so interesting I learned um, not last year but year before um, was that my relationships with my sisters were going to be like foundational for like marriage covenant
0: mm. um.
1: and my commitment and my investment in my sisters speak is going to speak volumes for the type of or the level of commitment that I'll have when I'm in covenant with a man I can't leave like <laughs>
0: yeah 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 that's true it also just reminds me of this thing that I heard at end of year who was preaching that? Because I really don't want to attribute that to the wrong person because that's awkward. But one of the speakers, I believe, you know, I'm not going to say who because I don't really remember. So, but anyway, it was either Joshua David or Brian Barcelona, but he was preaching on covenant. And he was like, Did you know, like, covenant pretty much just means, like, my well being over yours. And I feel like with friendships, I mean, you, yeah. But, like, there, it, yeah, you could say my well-being over yours. You know, I have these fries. You want these fries. I'm hungry. Here are my fries. But I feel like that takes many different forms when you actually do make that kind of commitment to be a sister to someone because, like, you're you're literally locked in. Like, you've yeah. grafted them into your own family line in a kind of sense. And so, yeah, I feel like that relationship becomes marked with your well-being over mine because that quote in and of itself like pops up in how you handle conflict because it's like my quote-unquote well-being could just be my pride and to just not deal with that at all but it's like well that's not going to be good on your end so let's have the conversation for the sake of it and that's like I think that principle fuels a lot throughout sisterhood
1: oh I love uh, when people say like you are like your sister's keeper, your mm-hmm. your brother's keeper, but you are like your sister's keeper. Like I love that because when we talk about commitment, like I feel like as your friend, like responsible for you.
0: Yeah, this is true.
1: <laughs> like
0: I feel very much takes responsibility. <laughs>
1: obviously like there's no pre- like your decision are your decisions you know it's your life I'm not like obsessed you know, and right anything by that means but like yeah in the same way that I care for my well-being and yeah. I try to steward my life in a way that's in my best interest
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's the same for you and my other friends
0: that's true and I feel like that's where conflict can arise because if you're used to having surface level friendships where as soon as you want to go date somebody that's a terrible idea for you that the cold group chat's like let's rock let's rock and no one's asking questions about old dude's character his faith nothing but you get you some sisters who are like i know that you know this weight is hard but we collectively think this is a." Awful decision on, on your behalf, and this is going to eat you alive. So don't do it. And it's, and you can choose to be offended by that, but like the beautiful thing that I've, I've especially noticed, like in our friendship and with Lillian arcela too, is like the more the deeper that you go in sisterhood and like in that commitment and in trust, like you get to know their heart, and that even when Rebuke comes. It's like I know that this is not condemnation. This is love, yeah. and there's literally like a verse about that in Proverbs. That's like a rebuke yeah. from a friend is like it's better. I forget than what the counterpart is, but yeah. you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, we just sitting here nodding, so we we just up in the in the mental right now, it's just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we
1: want Being on either side is hard, right? Like I know that for a lot of people like within our friend group confront like confronting someone else is very difficult mm-hmm. and then also being on the receiving end can be very difficult but yeah. like
0: if it there's good like, fruit it, it it does. is it does. I'm like I feel like especially with our friend group it was the kindness of God for me to encounter that because I feel like before y'all, I'm very much like, oh, that upset me? Awesome. Clearly you're not a good friend, because I wouldn't have done that to you. We're done here. And God was like, baby, it's the way that's not going to sustain in your friendships, relationships? What are you going to do? The moment that man vexes you and does something out of character, what are you going to say? That was out of character. I would have never done that to you. Let's get divorced. Like It doesn't... (sighs) I think just staring at the covenant that the Lord made with us is a very healthy way to go about seeing how to manage other ones because i'm like if the lord can make this covenant with me to stick around with unconditional love clearly there's a capacity and a grace for me to execute that to my friendships and sisters around me yeah yeah you want to move on to number two Let's do it. <laughs> Another loaded one. I tried to niche these down, but I felt like I just couldn't. <laughs> so, this one is what is your journey with sisterhood? Oh god. Mhm.
1: <laughs> oh god. Um, I have not I would say I spent more time being a bad friend, a bad sister, than I have being a good one. Um, I've always had pretty like deep friendships. Like I'm very introverted and shallow interaction, small talk, I'm zoning out, I'm yeah. walking away, Like I don't do that. So all of my relationships have been very deep and I've been fortunate to have a lot of female friendships over the years, but I was not stewarding them well. By any means, like, oh. like I said before, like I grew up in the church, Um, but until you really commit to the Lord, like that sanctification process, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like in full drive by any means. And so I was dealing with a lot of comparison, like I was competitive in my friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I gossiped <laughs> in my friendships, like there were so many issues there. Yeah. Um I don't know how I sustained those friendships, honestly. Like, especially like in high school. Yeah. It's almost like people like feed off the drama or something. Yeah. And sticking around. Like I don't know what it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I um recommitted my life to God, like my freshman year of college. And it completely transformed yeah. everything. Like, there were so many issues that I had to resolve within myself that God had to resolve within me.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Oh, Lord. And I realized very, very quickly that um, my idea of friendship and of sisterhood was, I always thought I was a deep person, but was actually shallow. like when we talk commitment and like not running
0: yeah
1: for me running wasn't oh I'm terminating a friendship running was um I'm not gonna be confrontational
0: yeah
1: and running was I'm not like if certain needs aren't being met I don't feel comfortable like expressing those If you hurt my feelings like I'm probably just gonna suck it up and move on you know Mm -hmm. like that was running for me, wasn't leaving, it was just like avoidance and going internally, and also pride and being like, I feel like I can't rely on other people, I have to rely on myself. Yeah, so I did not <laughs> go to people for comfort, I wasn't going to people for you know advice or anything, like mm. it was bad. But, oh. um, we love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> loves you know, oh, Jesus, and as I began to trust him more fully, he was like, Kara, um, sweetheart, I gave you friends. You were praying, crying, snotty. Okay. Like, you wanted them. Yeah, like, you wanted them. They're right here, and you're not like, this is your gift. Like, receive your gift. Yeah. Um. So, yeah.
0: That oh. is real. Y'all, if you, you're, you might hear this and then be like, oh man, but the fruit on this, like it got legs, okay? It got legs and it started running because the woman who I know care to be today, I just wouldn't have really guessed that first thought that that was what the beginning of that looked like. But the Lord got in there, put his hands in it. And, like, and it was like, ta-da, real nice. And I get to eat the fruit of it. And so when I was where you were, then I ate the fruit that you got. And now I get to look a little more like you, which means I get to look a little bit more like Jesus. And then I'll be able to give that fruit to somebody else. So it's good. Let the Lord get his hands in the heart. When one of us wins, we all win. And do what what can I say? A win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. Thank you for that. Um, so well, this kind this question is kinda of answered, but if you do have something you want to add on, it's just how was your relationship with God? Oh, hello, how has your relationship with God impacted the way that you view sisterhood? So you may be rehashing it. If you want to mm-hmm. press the skip button, sure. If you would like to add something else to what you just shared, go for it.
1: Uh, how has my relationship with God... Um. Yeah, I think just going back to like the necessity of it um, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I don't really know. I feel like yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could
1: try, but I'd probably be sitting here thinking for like five minutes.
0: No, it's okay. So then we're gonna jump down to what does accountability look like in oh sisterhood. Oh god. I know. I don't know. If I could have made these less general, I would have, but I'm like, Well that's what that's the question I have.
1: Oh god. Accountability in sisterhood. Is a whole lot of prayer and petition.
0: (laughs) You mean like from it from? So when you say that, do you mean from an intercessor's point of view, or do you mean like up front we are praying together for like for the sake of? Okay, yeah, I feel like intercession is huge because there's something like I don't want to say nothing to her until I know that her heart's in the right place to receive it, so I'm gonna pray through the back door. No. (laughs) oh my gosh you know how people will talk about um like they had like a
1: praying grandmother and when they were like out in the world Mm -hmm. like the grandmother or a lot of times it's their mom too was like praying like feverishly for their return to christ or whatever that's how it feels yeah it's not obviously it's not on that extreme like the soul is already saved but (laughs) like it's just when you go back to the whole intimacy thing, like your pain is my pain. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: when you bump your head and you grieve, I grieve with you.
0: Yeah. yeah. I
1: want to spare you from as much grief as humanly possible. So if I see you like running with like your, uh, like a chicken with your head cut off or whatever, like (laughs) I'm like, I'm in the prayer closet, like praying like hard. (laughs) Yeah praying hard. And, uh, you know, in the same way, like, I know you guys have done that for me.
0: (laughs) There's a gladness.
1: I'm very grateful for that. But I think, yeah, prayer and petition is a huge part of accountability. And I think on the other side of that, um, something I've had to grow in is trust, trusting that even if from my own knowledge and my own wisdom. I'm seeing the situation this way, but all of you guys are seeing it this other way. Yeah. Trusting and denying myself almost, like denying what I think is right and trusting the wisdom of my sisters.
0: Mm. Um, and that can only come with with time and try. Like it's like it takes trust to get trust. It's it's
1: ugh. Oh my gosh, yesterday I was reading in Oh, it was in First John. I don't know, somewhere, but it was talking about how um, love is made complete in us as we love other people. Mm. and um, It's the same with trust. Like, you have to practice it in
0: order to grow in it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I guess kind of my question for that, then, is, like, well, I had two questions. The first one is, like, so, to the friend... Who doesn't really know how to get in their friends like messes cause like they're not used to that level of intimacy? Like, how would you advise them to be like, here's how you can get in there? Like, even if you're not quite feeling it yet, but you need to show up, like what does that look like?
1: Yeah. I think what you said at the last part was like key, like you need to show up. Mm-hmm. Um because there are times when our own pride and ego makes us feel like we need to say something when God is like, sit down and shut up, please. <laughs> oh, real, real. Um, but there are times, you know, when we do need to show up. And I think first and foremost, praying to be graced to speak it <laughs> and have it received well. Um, honestly, I've found that and i know this doesn't work with a lot of different personality types but it's just ripping the bandaid off yeah like like just just say it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like um and i think we get so caught up in delib like delivery that we um talk ourselves out of saying anything and we justify staying silent and staying on the sidelines
0: yeah which is, not loving. It's not no, loving. loving.
1: It's not loving. We feel like it is, but that's mm. just like our people pleasing, whatever. But mm-hmm. people pleasing is not a fruit of the spirit.
0: You <laughs> know <laughs> real. Real real.
1: Um but I think one of the biggest things that helped me overcome my fear of confrontation is understanding that it's loving. And that because this person is my friend and because I've already shown them that I have a pattern of loving them and being trustworthy to them Mm. and respecting them and esteeming them and, you know, all the things, when I say this, even if it causes some conflict or tension, um, they will be able to see my record (laughs) and they'll be able to see, oh, wait, like, I know this, like, maybe maybe it hurts or maybe it's uncomfortable or whatever the thing is, but their ear is more bent to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just resting in God. Like, just trust God. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. called you to be a good friend. You are stewarding your friendship well. Trust that God is going to make a way for it, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. And then I guess it may be in the same vein, but just the question of If you're not a necessarily vulnerable person and you feel like your friendships are taking direction to where you're supposed to be going deeper, like, how do you, in a sense, I guess, kind of guard your heart as you go into that? I don't know if that's an answer or a prerequisite, but it's like, how... Advice for the vulnerable, the unvul oh, hello Advice for the unvulnerable or non-vulnerable person, in you know a little Ned's declassified guide for them to get vulnerable.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> that's also something I struggled with. I realized that I'm very open, but I'm not always vulnerable.
0: Ooh, what's the difference? Same.
1: He was like, Kara, vulnerability is a risk. It takes courage to be vulnerable. It does mm-hmm. not take courage or there's no risk associated with being open.
0: Ooh. For example,
1: I have a lot of trauma um, like within my family. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it and I can be sitting here like bawling my eyes out, crying, talking about it. But it wasn't a risk for me. It didn't take courage for me. I'm so used to talking about it. Like, it still mm-hmm. elicits its emotion out of me, but that emotion isn't necessarily vulnerability. I'm mm-hmm. a crier. <laughs> mm-hmm. I cry at everything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a sensitive person. Mm. Um, But vulnerability takes risk. It takes courage. It's those things that, like, I, like, tense up at the thought of having to share mm. because it's, ex- it's exposing me. <laughs> and I don't want to be exposed. Right. Um, And, you know, it's those insecurities and things of that nature. Mm. So, yeah, this is definitely something I've had to grow in. I think, um, honestly, this is one of those things that, like, God has to do. He really has to um, stir up in your heart a desire to be vulnerable. Because, like, if Mm -hmm. you don't want to be vulnerable, like, there's, I could give you all the tips and tricks, but, like, you're just Uh not going to
0: it's true that's true
1: but like stirring that desire like god stirred the desire in me to be seen and known like truly known by my friends and that meant being vulnerable um but on my end that meant practicing trust and trusting that if it wasn't received well if i was met with rejection or whatever the thing was that, um, God was going to keep me safe. (laughs) Like regardless of how I'm received, um, like God ultimately is my protector. I'm not the protector of myself.
0: That's so true.
1: Um, so yeah, just growing in trust, um, and starting small. Oh my God. I think within the Christian community, we're really big on, like, getting people to share their trauma and, like, their uh-huh. testimony.
0: First time like, that they use groups, so.
1: Yeah, and it's like, well, don't do that. Like, I mean, for um, some people, that might be helpful. And God yeah. might be telling you to speak, and you, you better speak if he tells you to speak. But, like, one-on-one. You know, like, start in a more intimate, private, safe space. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think there's the most wisdom in that as well because your vulnerability is not for everyone. It's not for everyone.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I found myself wrestling recently because, like, well, now I have a lot of reflection to do because <laughs> now I need to actually figure out if I'm being open or vulnerable because that's me. I will walk into a space and be like, this, I mean, you could be just checking me out at Trader Joe's, like how was today? You know, it was garbage, you know? Could have really been better and start dumping on why. And it's like, hmm, was I being vulnerable? Or is there a risk in telling this Trader Joe's cashier that I had a rough day, you know? Yeah. But um the point that you were making about the Lord being your protector is huge because the young adults last night, they were asking like in groups um, to share what's keeping you from like being planted in soil, the soil being community in the church. And I was like, honestly, not really much. The only thing I will say though, is like I'm trying to navigate group vulnerability Because in my head, I'm like, there are like five, six selected people in my life that I'm willing to share pretty much anything and everything with. And I do not feel that way about a women's ministry event. I just don't. I'm like, there's 30 something people. Like, mm, I'm good on that. But there is wisdom. Like, it doesn't mean I have to be necessarily vulnerable, maybe with every single person, but that openness can be freeing for them. So it's not even to like, shame openness versus vulnerability but maybe more learning how to navigate when to use either or and to not run away from vulnerability i guess when you need it versus actually the lord's quite literally telling you there's somebody here who's going to use this against you and he doesn't even think it's wise for (laughs) you to get into the nitty-gritty of it yeah because you don't know who's who and where's where and i don't say that as like a ooga booga you know be afraid to be vulnerable, but trust that the Lord will guide in that. I don't know if I was starting that off as a question or a statement, but I guess <laughs> it a statement, but yeah. Um, and so, I guess under the same theme of accountability, we've got gossip, so <laughs> how to avoid it, how to handle it, what's the 411 on that?
1: Um, uh, talker um and when you are a talker <laughs> you get humbled I mean if you're receptive to it you get humbled on a pretty regular basis and something I learned recently was that I really need to learn how to shut up like I have to learn how to stop talking like I don't know what it is I will literally like go home after an event or something and I'll be talking oh, yeah. I was talking to God and he's like, Kara, like I gave you multiple like nudges to like shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just shut your
1: mouth. And it's not because like I was gossiping in those situations or anything like that. I just I wasn't quick to listen and slow to speak. I was just mm-hmm. talking. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think if you don't learn how to be um quick to listen and slow to speak gossip becomes very easy to slip into yeah
0: um
1: i think uh one of obviously the best ways to avoid gossip is to pray (laughs) and uh to ask god one to convict your heart um however he sees fit (laughs) yeah to um you know, to stop, like, in those moments. Um, But also, I think, and this is where having, you know, good friends, sisters around you is so important. When you guys are all trying to be faithful, you're going to get that text afterwards saying, hey, girl, (laughs) I felt like you were falling into some gossip or we were falling into gossip or whatever. Like, we need to repent. We need to go apologize. Mm -hmm. We need to whatever and so you know per, like accountability obviously from the Holy Spirit but also your friends is, mm. is so important um gossip typically is a form of insecurity
0: mm.
1: um you have no need to be talking about somebody else <laughs> like <laughs> you you really don't unless a lot to talk
0: about like, in the world
1: yeah like it's typically fueling some sort of you know, pride that mm. says, "Oh, maybe I'm doing better than they're doing," yeah. or I wouldn't have made that decision that they made, or you know. But that's all yeah. insecurity. Yeah. If you're comparing yourself ever, whether you think you're the better one or you're you think you're the worse off one, it's yeah. insecurity.
0: <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I didn't invite you on here to <laughs> to, <laughs> to land base me to. Yeah. To attack me. Um, <laughs> I'll receive it though. That's true. I think that's a helpful thing to know though. Because it is particularly disguised. Most efficiently. When you think you're better than the other person. Because mm-hmm. all the things are appearing. it's like. Well yeah. Um, that is me elevating myself. But why? Why are you elevating yourself? You and know,
1: sometimes it's like. We do a very great job. I say we generally like the general population Mm -hmm. uh, society, people in general. We We do a a a great great job (laughs) of justifying ourselves Mm -hmm. um, and saying like, oh, that wasn't gossip because at the end I said like we should pray for them lol go ahead and go
0: there girl no talk to her
1: no like, do you want people talking about your business like even if they don't slander you even if they don't say anything malicious or evil do you you, you, are you edified in any way when you hear that someone else was talking about you and you were not in the room no. Unless you are celebrating me, yes. you're just talking about my business, or worse, you're talking about something I did wrong, or whatever. Like that is not, that's not okay. And I really, I want us to be so for real.
0: Be <laughs> so like, super so for real.
1: Like be so for real right now. Like a lot of us need to repent. Yeah. Myself included.
0: Like- I don't like that the the fear of God at the room. Lord, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just uncomfortable as all. <laughs> that, that's real. That, ooh. and you know, too, I feel like that makes me want to tweak my definition of sisterhood a little bit because, so say. Yes, I have acquaintances, friends, whatever, in the body. But by Jesus' definition, we are all his siblings. So in that respect, even the girl that I'm fighting for my life to rock with, that's still my sister. So when... her name is brought up in conversation. It's my due diligence to cover her, whether I'm quite fond of her or not. Mm-hmm. I don't really have to like you to love you. Lord will work on that like part. We're going to get there. Yeah. But the love has got to be there. So I feel like, because I know kind of towards the beginning of the episode, I'm like, oh, well, then there's friends and then there's sisters. and then like, mm, Maybe. Mm-hmm. But in the body, everyone is my sister. Everyone is my brother. So obviously, logistically, I cannot be bestie booze with everyone in the world yeah. that is saved. But the principles remain. So, sisters, keeper, however you swing it, whether you are in Saudi Arabia or Dallas, Texas, it's my it's my responsibility yeah. to cover you. Mm-hmm. That's good yeah. stuff. And so... I think that kind of flows into, I guess, more on the stewardship side. It's like, what are some ways that you think that we can store sisterhood? And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but more so, how does that affect how we stored other things in our lives?
1: Um, I don't know who it was. It's probably a YouTuber that I listened to. Like when I rededicated my life to Christ, I was on YouTube like every day.
0: It my thought, I, me were Mike Todd,
1: I felt like I was just like grasping at like knowledge. I don't yeah, know. But I also had like a lot of downtime. But anyway, um, uh, I remember someone like saying like everything you do is practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything you do is practice. Um, and. So in relationships, if you are stewarding something well, you are practicing stewarding well. Yeah. And so in sisterhood, if you practice stewarding your friendships with your sisters well, naturally, you will be stewarding other things well. Um, And if you do so poorly, you like nothing is isolated. I think if we are, we feel as though we're, i don't know like succeeding in our family life and we're succeeding in our career and we're succeeding in ministry and we're succeeding like all of these things but then like we just can't get the friendship thing right (laughs) Um... like it's not really isolated like you'll see fruit of that in other areas of your life eventually like it's only a matter of time Mm -hmm. um the gossip that ruins your relationship with your friends is the same gossip that's going to ruin it with your coworkers. Your mm-hmm. boss is going to trust you, mm-hmm. you know. Your pastor is going to be like, "Um, are you the best like representative?" You know, like, yeah, it's going to trickle into other things. Um. So, yeah, everything everything is interconnected. So, I mean, if you can get the sisterhood thing down packed, like mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for success in other areas. That's true. Um, I can't remember the first part of the question you asked
0: um some ways that you think we can store sisterhood I guess kind of like more practical tips handlebars
1: um that's a good question I think and I can only use this um illustration or whatever because I know for women a lot of women like marriage is a deep desire for a lot of us.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And if you go to church or any women's event or whatever, they're going to cater a lot to married women (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and preparing yourself for marriage and like all of these things, like how to be, you know, a good steward of your home and your kids, whatever. Um. And so, I think the same emphasis we put on that, we should put on, you know, our friendships. Um, When you are (laughs) thinking in your, like, your mind, like, oh, like, how am I going to be, like, a more, uh, how can I be, like, a submissive wife or um, a compassionate wife, like, someone that, like, my husband wants to come home to and is excited to come home to, whatever the thing is think about it the same way in your friendships
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. like
1: I love this person
0: yeah
1: how do they receive love
0: yeah I'm gonna go
1: out of my way to like make them happy
0: That's good. or
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna really try to work on submission within my friendships mm. or I'm really gonna try like whatever the thing is like yeah. um and obviously like we know that the way we love others is a reflection of our love of God. True. And so, if you're like, oh my God, I just love Jesus so much. Jesus, Je- like, I just love Jesus. <laughs> okay, that should be reflected in, in your relationship That's with your sisters. Like,
0: so real. That's for like, so real. Are you
1: investing in them? Are you truly committed to them? Do you edify them? Do you, like, are you there when they need you? Um.
0: Because if not, We need to go back to the drawing board and do some evaluation.
1: (laughs) Really, and it's not, you know, it's not striving; it's not wearing yourself thin. You know, different people have different capacities to Mm -hmm. show up, especially in different seasons. Ooh, Um, and not beating yourself up over that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like again, what God has called us to, He will equip us for. He will grace us for, and that is true in friendship.
0: Yes, it is. Amen. That's what I got. And so, to kind of put a nice little bow on everything, what is like your one sentence capstone statement about sisterhood? It can be more than one sentence. It can be. But capstone...
1: I guess uh, two things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, if you desire sisterhood and you don't have it, that is a very admirable and noble prayer request.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I am believing <laughs> that God is faithful to bring you your sisters.
0: In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus name. That's one. Because again, I was not nose crying for sisters. (laughs) Um, and then two. um, For those of us who do have sisters, this is gonna sound so basic and simple, but it's so profound. Mm -hmm. Um, Emphasis on the please. Please love them well. Love them well. Um it, it will come back like to you like a hundredfold.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: A hundredfold, yeah.
0: So the testament here is that there it will bear fruit.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely it it's list of <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? And will <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much, Kara. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and your experience. I greatly appreciate it because now I, I, um, I gotta go sort some things out with it within me, but <laughs> one day at a time. I didn't know this podcast was going to be such a sanctifying experience for me, but I'm with it. I felt convicted. Well everyone, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you shared some laughs or learned something new or got revelation. I don't know, but thank you for being with us. Jesus loves you and I love you so, so much. Thanks again for being here. This has been the Unto Podcast.